Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Triangle of Friends. I'm Munish as always I'm joined by Nishant. We got a first glimpse of the KD Harden duo yesterday against a big team didn't we? Against the Milwaukee Bucks. It went down to the last position but eventually they did come out uh they did come out the winners and I want to talk about that today on a on an episode. KD and Harden that good enough with another piece yet to be added that's Kyrie Irving. Are they really good enough to run over everyone else? Uh, at least in the east because they beat the toughest team in the east i would like to think milwaukee are the toughest team in the east at least in the regular season yeah. and they beat them it went it did go down to the last position but they didn't look like losing at all because come on they are scoring 120 plus they they got two games now harden is lighting it up 30 points and 10 assists in each of those games yeah uh, this duo has 138 points in the first two games uh, that's the second highest ever by any new duo in the nba after will chamberlain and whoever he played with because will chamberlain scored 145 of those yeah <laughs> but yeah. Uh, is this team like really the team to watch out for now and now kyrie irving is set to return later this week what what were your takeaways from this game yeah so i, I think this game confirmed what we already knew that uh Kevin Durant and James Harden are are elite players i mean they're new slash um kd kd is already second in the league in points per game and he's he's just warming up he's not even this isn't full blast kd is already second in the league and the number one guy by a mile is bradley wheel who who's who's almost there just to start pad the season in wizards uh, i'm not saying he start pads but what choice does he have he's, his numbers are bound to look good so so we found out these guys are elite if if anyone didn't know this already Harden dropped a 30 point triple double the only guy to do that on on debut for any team and then followed that up with another 30 and 10 piece and most importantly both of them resulted in wins so yeah. kd is playing at an elite level harden's playing at an elite level and it's translating to wins great right first win was against orlando magic big deal the second one yeah. milwaukee now we're talking yep pure's me playing devils advocate now because because it's easy, it's easy to say this team's unbeatable right who's who's going to stop this offense it's not just these two all the starters were in double digits in scoring harden is not just scoring he's playmaking at an elite level he's facilitating yes he's giving up a few turnovers but but when you're throwing so many ambitious passes you're bound to to turn a few over that's fine i mean who doesn't do it luka does it ray young does it all of these guys do, uh, do the same thing now the challenge here is once kyrie comes back Mm-hmm. that's another person and, and at some level it's got to be a zero sum game there are only so many possessions in a match that you can have so so he's going to get some of these possessions now how does that work is it is it rotations do you play all three on the field at the same time if so who has the ball and and these again are obvious questions but these are questions to be asked and and the real question though is if you're a coach you can figure out some combination of these three and you can keep doing this again and again it's almost like you have an all-star team offense the question is will will each of these guys be happy with it i'm i'm sure kd will do whatever it takes he's always been a team guy james harden at this stage is probably inclined to do whatever it takes because he's he's done it all otherwise and he's seen that doesn't work i'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's willing to do whatever it takes to to get wins and and to get to that chip which seems to be his ultimate goal mm-hmm. is kyrie First of all with Kyrie is he even is basketball the first thing on his mind right now I don't think it is okay and and is he going to be okay with this because Kyrie walked out of Cleveland because he didn't want to be someone's number 2 he went okay. to Boston he was clearly the number 1 and he didn't do that role pretty well he went to Brooklyn again caused a mess in the locker room early on 
but he was at least for that season when he played the number one player on the court. Then with KD back, maybe he was going to be number two. Now, was he okay with that? Sure, they're friends. They did, they do podcasts together. They're probably singing Kumbaya in the off season. They're friends. But now here comes Harden, and I don't know if someone stole Kyrie, but he's the number three option on this team now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so, no debate. As elite as he is, he's the number three option on this team. So, will he be okay with it? Right? Yeah. Go ahead. So, are you in way some way implying that uh, the addition of Kyrie to this duo? will somehow uh, make the team less stronger than it already is because uh, for me i see james harden like this with a player on the west like he had russell westbrook he had chris paul he almost he did well with the uh, houston rockets right i mean he took them to the western conference final once he was just one game away from the western conference final even last time but he didn't have that kd with him now james harden and kd i see this team with them both itself a very strong team i agree are you in some way implying that the addition of kyrie will somehow downgrade this team from what it already is i don't think it downgrades their play i think it downgrades their chemistry and mm-hmm. anyone who says chemistry doesn't matter in the playoffs is a fool have you not watched the clippers last season mm-hmm. chemistry mm-hmm. leads to momentum leads to morale leads to effort that you're willing to give on the field it leads to um you maybe not wanting to fight back as hard when when your backs are up against the wall all of these things are are a byproduct of chemistry of of how much you believe in each other and trust in each other and and adrenaline and all of the other stuff that that kick in um at the time now my my biggest problem in the playoffs look th- this team is likely to make the nba finals i think i think that's a pretty mm-hmm. safe bet right now i don't see anyone from the east outside of like a fully fit firing on all cylinders philadelphia which by the way is the matchup i want to see in the east brooklyn against philadelphia everyone being fit uh, because they've got the defense to to match these guys barring that they're going to the finals Now the question is whether they play the Lakers or whoever else shockingly comes out of the west if not the Lakers are these guys going to be up for that seven games potentially back to back against the same opponents when the opponents are going to learn how to pick you pick you apart i we've not yet seen this brooklyn nets team challenged on defense now they've beaten the milwaukee bucks yes but it came down to the last shot and even on that last shot it was bricked by harden harden bricked an open three before kd made the the follow up shot off an offensive rebound and middleton shot could have gone in and that's the ball game right there middleton could have spotted yanis making that run so it just came down to one play and they won that match it wasn't like they blew the bucks out i want to see how they fare against the celtics how they fare against the 76ers it's early days the signs look great but with kyrie coming in there's always going to be that team chemistry man management how do you distribute the offense that everyone's happy or is is it such a utopian scenario in that locker room that everyone's willing to sacrifice their own stats for for the sake of the chip that's mm-hmm. that's a handful for steve nash who's never been a coach before this a handful for antonio and stardomer all of whom combined to be a part of that phoenix suns team all offense no defense disaster in the playoffs and that's mm-hmm. the only other concern that i have what about their defense i don't see the brooklyn nets defense being tested yet when that day comes are they going to step up there's no elite individual defenders here but can they at least figure out team defense right So that's that's kind of my my resting point and my final point and I made this in, in the previous episode right which is since 2004 there have been six teams that have won the chip um without being a top 5 defense in the league only six times has it happened in the last 26 years mm-hmm. right five of those were were Miami Heat with Shaq and Wade and and LeBron and all of that and LeBron's Cavs that came back from 3-1 down Kobe's Lakers in in 0809 but all of these teams were still within the top 10 defenses in the league There's, there's only there's 
no team that has been 11th or worse in defense that has won the league in the last 26 years. Brooklyn Nets was uh, were 13th even before they traded away all of their good defensive pieces to bring in James Harden, who isn't going to light it up on defense. So that's another that's another big box. Now, if the argument is this offense is so all world that they're going to demolish anyone, yeah, I've heard that before. But outside of Golden State, I've not seen it work before. Everyone shooting lights out all the time in the playoffs when the other team knows what to expect. It's not it's not infallible. Like it can be beaten. So they'll have to shore up their defense, and I have to see Kyrie. I, I'm actually thinking these guys are better off without Kyrie. If it's just Harden and, and Kevin Durant with all of the other guys, maybe trade trade Kyrie. It's not going to happen, but trade Kyrie for for some depth. I think would be this team would be better off without that, without all of that drama and distraction. And that's what I thought too. Yesterday they integrated Joe Harris as a very useful third yeah. piece. He shot five threes. Uh, he he was very efficient in the limited shots that he got. Kyrie will be as efficient, but will he be happy with those limited shots? I don't think so. Yeah. Also, DeAndre Jordan was good yesterday. He got like 10-12 rebounds. He was the big guy. Right. But can he do it over the course of a season? I don't think he's that yeah. guy anymore. And without DeAndre Jordan on the team, right? If he's in foul trouble or if he's rested for yeah, a bit. they have no backup, yeah. They have no backup. And they go ultra small ball. I mean, Kyrie is no big. Uh, James Harden is no big. KD, yes, he can defend. But is he that guy? No, I don't think so. So, they're going to be ultra small ball. And we all know how small ball really works out if it doesn't yeah. click. Right. So, uh, a lot of things to fix yet for the Brooklyn Nets. I know two wins out of two with the new James Harden trade coming in and all of that. But uh, I still think, uh, I agree with you when you say a long way to go and we'll be interested in seeing how they fare against the Boston Celtics, the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. These are teams that I'd be interested in seeing. Milwaukee, yes, was one of them. Yeah. Uh, they got through that hurdle just about, but a right. long way to go still. Yeah, I think it's easily the most interesting team to follow right now as to how they piece all this together. Also, these guys are playing a lot of minutes right now. At some point, with three superstars like that, you'll want to yeah. shuffle the minutes around, get some uh, get some rest, get some load management in, in-game. I'm not just saying uh, missing games. So, then that's also a very interesting puzzle. And it, it's fascinating to see how this offense plays out. Forget whether they win or not, right? I'm just, I'm dying to see this team play basketball. Um, because all of the permutations, with all three superstars on the court, how does that look? And, and at this point, I'm not even saying how will they fail. I'm just saying I'm excited to see outlooks. Um, and, and can they do like a Kyrie Harden small ball lineup for a while? Can they do Kyrie and KD, which we saw for a bit and that worked great. So yeah. the opportunities are endless here. Um, but I, I'm, I'm just also worried about the playoffs can be grueling. And after a long mm-hmm. um, uh, regular season where two players are coming off big injuries, to go into the playoffs and have hardly any depth. What does that mean? It means when, when you're resting the stars, you'll either have to figure out rotations, which means each permutation within that trio should work, mm-hmm. or you're faced with a scenario where you're relying on the bench to score and they don't have all that much of the bench to score. So if people are having an off night, then you've got your stars playing heavy minutes again. And yep. it's it can be done. Look, again, we're just now trying to pick apart um, reasons as to why this team might fail because right now it just seems too good to be true, this lineup. Absolutely. And usually when something seems like that, it almost always is. So, again, let's see. It'll be fascinating to watch this team though. I'm, I'm just waiting to... I don't care if they don't win. Uh, this is easily the most exciting project in basketball in years. Absolutely. Whether they win or not, I think this is one team that we'll focus on pretty much. And I'm sure a lot of uh, talk and discussion to come about this team uh, in the near future as well as over the course of the season, I think. That's all for today. Thank you for joining in and see you soon.